0: Hello friends, I'm Lance Wall now and i want to talk to you about the most important subject in the world. Have you tested yourself to see if you're actually going to heaven? Now when I say this, I'm gonna shake you up with some teaching I've got right now because I've been doing some meditating upon passing the test. They have this door that flew off an airplane recently, uh, a Delta flight or an Alaskan air flight and, uh, and I believe it's the first of these near things that are happening in the news cycle that make you realize how fragile the world is. That door flew off, and thank God, nobody ended up getting sucked out that window. But I've got to talk about that, that incident, in this broadcast. It's fascinating what the Lord was showing me about testing your own salvation, making sure you're in the faith. And at the same time, I know that I've lived with people that they just, they didn't really serve the Lord, but like the thief on the cross, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. What did Jesus say? Too late now, buddy. He said, no, today you'll be with me in paradise. I want to give you the hope for the loved ones that you care about and the fear of the Lord too because you don't want to be presumptuous on this subject. And brother, sister, let's go through the open door this year. LanceWallnote.com forward slash open door. One word, because in this period of shaking, God's taking you up, 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 higher in the spirit than you've ever been before. And you're authorized, you're authorized to go into places you didn't know you were called to go. I'm amazed at the open doors God's about to give those that are willing to ascend and obey. I want you to get a hold of both of these powerful teaching uh, manuscripts. Actually, it's DVDs, videos. One of these are audios, right? Uh, but I, I'm believing that this teaching might be the most important you're going to hear this year. Because it'll take you to the open door. LanceWilman.com forward slash open door. Call 1-800-910-6349 and get your own copy. Welcome to the Lance now Show. Just stay right where you are. I've got one wild broadcast for you right now. Did you read the article? Have you seen in the news how the Alaska airline flight that took off from Portland had the door blew out. They called it a door plug, but the door blew out. And a teenager was sitting there and the the strength was so powerful, the suction, that it uh, ripped his shirt right off his body and went out the door. Had it been an angel that kept the, the people in the plane when the suction was that strong, it pulled the clothing right off his body. The 737 Boeing Max 9 took off from Portland, Oregon and boom, they heard a really loud boom. Then it was just like the plane and the plane just filled the air. You could feel the breeze. It was more than a breeze, obviously. It was chaos. Oxygen mass dropped from the ceiling. And uh, someone jumped over her aisle seat, and somebody there. And somebody there was a seat next to me. There was open in the middle, and somebody just kind of jumped over, and he plopped down in the middle seat, grabbed the mask, and put it on. It was this kid. He didn't have a shirt on. It was just chaotic and confusing. I thought, where did you come from? Like I didn't understand where he was coming from, why he was sitting there, why he didn't have a shirt on. And soon. Realized her new seatmate come from the row where the wall panel just blew right out of the plane. Wow. Now they've grounded 100 flights. United Airlines is grounding their flights. Obviously, nobody wants to be sitting in the exit row next to the, the panel that blows out. And they're finding loose bolts. They're finding design problems. Because, as I don't care whether you're a liberal or conservative, thank God there may be a lot of division in American politics over reality. (laughs) But I heard one (laughs) left wing news commentator said, that should never happen again. Well, amen, brother. That should never happen again. I want you to go to your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And uh, take a look at this, if you will, 2 Corinthians 13. From my years of reading the Bible, certain verses come to my mind, and I trust it's the Spirit of God that does it, such as 2 Corinthians 13. Five, examine yourself. Examine yourself as to whether or not you're in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not know yourselves, Jesus Christ is actually in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. I trust that you'll know we're not disqualified as your ministers. But test yourself. Do you have Christ in you? See, a Christian, by this definition, it isn't a creed. It isn't a place you go. It isn't a belief system that I got it right and you got it wrong. It's a possession. Eternal life is the substance of heaven that comes into your spirit and regenerates a part of you in your anatomy called your spirit. And when that happens, the spirit of God comes into your spirit. And since the Holy Spirit and the Father, and the Son are all one. When you have the Holy Spirit come into your spirit, your spirit man is born again. Jesus Christ is in you. But I'm going to get myself into some real trouble here. And we need this trouble. How are you supposed to examine and test yourself How do you know that you're in Christ when Christ is in you? What if you're walking in darkness instead of in light? What if you're walking in willful disobedience? Folks, if what I'm seeing is true, there's persecution coming. You're going to have to find a reason to persevere that isn't predicated upon you getting everything you want when you want it. But let me go into the fear of God right now. I ran across, I didn't even have to listen to the teaching. I just read a paragraph under a YouTube from a preacher. Well, I'm not even sure how many people watched it. This is how the Spirit of God works with me. And I'm reading it, and he says this. Five virgins were wise, five were foolish. What most people miss is there were all virgins, but only half of them went in. The virgins correspond to believers. They were all qualified to go, but only half entered in and the door was shut. That means half the church can be rejected. Half the church could have the door shut. Well, right away you have to, you have to come up into some other, uh, surely that's talking maybe about the tribulation. Maybe it's some of the tribulation. Maybe half are ready to go into the bridegroom when he comes. When was the last of you even heard that message? We always dumb the gospel down to the lowest denominator so that a backslider feels like they're just hugged and loved with a sloppy wet kiss. Maybe the fear of the Lord's going to come and help sober us up a little bit. And maybe there'll be strength and glory that will come with it. Something we haven't seen in the church. The glory of God, but maybe the glory of God comes with the fear of the Lord. Just saying. Gonna keep my crew on their toes here. Let's go to that verse. I'm gonna show you something. This guy in this little uh, video, it's a charisma video, I guess. He says, five wise, five foolish, and they were all destined for the bridegroom, all destined for heaven, half rejected at the moment of decision. I want to go find this out. I already showed you in the Bible where it says, examine yourself whether you're in the faith, test yourself, check the doors. If you're checking doors on airplanes so that people don't get sucked out, surely you want to test your faith to make sure you don't get lost on your way to heaven. Test the door. All right, I'm going to go to the Word of God here. So uh, where are we? 25, Matthew 25. My son reminded me. Bam, he knew where it was. 25, Matthew 25. I'm flipping through my Bible, finding it. You're probably there faster than me. Matthew 25. I I had a marker there. All right, check this out. Matthew 25, verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps. Read your Bible with me here. You ought to have a Bible with you and mark it up. And they went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. They were all virgins. They're all going to meet the bridegroom. Bridegroom is Jesus. Virgins means they're followers of Jesus, obviously. They're devoted to him. And those who were foolish took their lamps with no oil. The wise took oil in their vessels and with their lamp. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. This is probably talking about 2,000 years between the first coming and the second coming. And there is a certain kind of slumbering that that can happen. But at midnight, a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Could this be the Lord returning? Could this be the rapture? It certainly has to do with Um, with God visiting the earth and all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. They made their lamps ready. The foolish said to the wise, oh boy, boy, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. While they were sleeping, they weren't aware that they were using up the anointing and the energy and the provision that was in them. This is an interesting verse. It means that that everybody is consuming, in a sense, the oil. But the wise had done diligence to have extra oil for the journey. But the wise answered saying, no, 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 for if we give you our oil, we might not have enough for ourselves, but go rather to those who sell and buy oil. When they went to buy, they went to go buy The bridegroom came and those who were ready, those who were ready, those who were, the Bible says the bride made herself ready. Evidently, the bride is in everybody because the virgins that were ready went in. The bride that was ready goes, but those that aren't ready don't go. And they went to buy, but the door was shut. The door was shut. The door was shut. It's so interesting that 2024 is the year of the open door. But I would also say that if you miss the window of God when he's opening the door, you end up with a shut door. You go late and the door's not open. Afterward, the other virgins came saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Lord, now they're calling him Lord. Many will say, Lord, 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 you're our, we look at you like you are, Lord. He answered and said, assuredly, I do not know you. Man, that's tough. I don't care how you, you're going to have to preach this five different ways to make this not sound like a bad, like, like a, nerve, a nerve-wracking preaching. Because it's like Jesus saying, you were invited, you were qualified, you did not prepare yourself. You did not have oil in you. You were not ready. Now you're outside. And it's as though I never knew you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. It has to do with Jesus' coming. This teaching is about when he returns. Whew. Now I know I know there'll be a lot of people upset with me. A lot of people say, well, what are you saying, Brother Lance? Can I lose my salvation? I'm not saying you're going to lose your salvation. I'm telling you there were 10 going, half went in. Now, the preacher that shook me up with a little paragraph under his YouTube said half the church doesn't go. I thought, well, I don't know if I believe that, but just the very statement makes me want to check the cabin door on the row that I'm sitting in. Because the people that will be the most upset about that teaching are the people that aren't sure if they fall in the category. Well, I would say test yourself and make sure either get out of that exit row with the door that flies open or test the door and make sure you got a strong door. All right, then this preacher goes on and does a second illustration. This is even worse, because it was for the preachers. It's for people like me, for the people that have the Bible. I fall in the first category. I'm one of the virgins. Do I have oil in the lamp and with me? Am I really? And what does it mean to buy oil? I think oil, what is it talking about? Somehow you can engage in transactions in the spirit You can't do it with money, but you can do it with your heart, with your time, with your treasure. What does the Bible say to the Laodicean church, the backslidden church, the church that is either hot or cold, it's lukewarm? What does the Bible say? Go and buy for yourself. What does it say? I sad that you might see. In other words, there's something you've got to be able to, you're not seeing things clearly. I think the fear of the Lord gives you great clarity of perception. Let me go to the second parable. Right after that, Jesus goes into another one. Now, you've got to line these up to see what both of them are saying, and that, that'll produce the fear of the Lord in you. The kingdom of heaven is though so a man is traveling to a far country. I'm now in Matthew 25. The next, ser- next sermon Jesus does is verse 14. Like a man traveling to a far country who called his servants and delivered goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent. How many, how many servants? Three. One gets five, one gets two, one gets one. You with me so far? And each one was given what they could handle. They weren't given more than they could handle. They were given according to their ability. And when he he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, he made another five talents, hundredfold. Likewise, he had received two talents, gained two more, hundredfold return. He received the one, went and uh, he didn't multiply it and come back with another one with two. He would have got a hundredfold. Instead, he dug in the ground and hid the money. After a long time, long time. What's this parable about? It's about when the master is delayed, the bridegroom is delayed. Notice each parable has people given responsibility and an accountability when the Lord returns after a delay. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he had received five talents, came and brought five other talents and said, Lord, you delivered me five, I got five more. The Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'm gonna make you a ruler over many things. Come and enter into the joy of the Lord. He also had received the two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I gained two more talents. The Lord said to him, well done. Good and faithful servant, you've been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Notice there is no depreciation of language with the two-talent Christian or the five-talent. All that God cares about is to give him all that you got. Does that make sense? So as Lord says to him, I want you to enter into the joy of the kingdom. Then he had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you haven't sown and gathering where you haven't scattered. I was afraid and I hid your talent. And uh, I buried it in the earth. Here it is, right back in that beautiful minty new condition. It's, put it in a napkin, it's not even dirty. Take it back. You got what you gave me. But the Lord answered, you wicked and lazy servant who knew what, that I reap what I haven't sown, gather where I haven't scattered. You ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, at least when I came back. I mean, it's common sense. Why'd you bury it, knucklehead? Put it in a bank, at least gonna got 4%. I mean, I'm not going to give you a well done, thou good and faithful, but at least I wouldn't give you what I'm going to give you now, because I'm saying, take that talent away from that one who is lazy and give it to the one who has 10. And this is always how it works. He didn't say give it to the five. (laughs) The Lord tends to do this. He gives it to the one who's the most, the, the Godzilla gets the extra one. For to everyone who has shall more be given and he will have abundance, but from him who doesn't have, him who doesn't have what? Doesn't have the heart to invest the talent God gave in the transactions that will glorify him when he comes back. Take it away from him. And uh, what happens to that unprofitable servant? Cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Cast the unprofit... This is a servant. So anyway, this preacher makes the note, 50% of the virgins are rejected. He thinks 50% of the church won't make it to heaven. And then he says, one-third of the ministers who are given the gifts, talents, calling of God for the people of God... That bury it in their own enterprise. Do something else with it other than what God wants. And then I'm saved, aren't I, Lord? Cast them in. He's saying one-third of the preachers and half the church aren't qualified according to those two parables. According to the mathematics of the parables, half the church don't make it into the rapture, put it that way. And one-third of the stewards of God's wealth find themselves in outer darkness because they didn't steward what God gave them. Now, are there other verses that could possibly mitigate this depressing discourse that I'm giving you? Of course. Right away, I'm thinking of a verse. Carl, see if you can find it. Got my son with me. Where um, It's in Corinthians where uh, where it's judgment uh, and it refers to tested by fire. That everyone's work will be tested by fire and uh, that he himself shall be saved, but that as by fire. Is it 2 Corinthians or First? 1 Corinthians 3.13. Let's go there. 1 Corinthians 3.13. I don't want you having a meltdown yet. I'm just saying, you really, listen to me, man. You want the truth preached to you. Only a fool would get on a plane with some shyster commercial airline in some corrupt third world country where they just pay someone off to do the security and testing and then sit in there and have some guy go, Don't worry, the door works fine. Um, Miguel paid me to tell you that. Sit next to the door. Yeah, you're going to sit next to the door praying to God and hear that door rattling, them fly listen. Don't do that by sitting there with smooth preaching all day. I like to hear worship. I like, I like faith. I like to have the blessing. Oh, you want to have preaching that searches you out. Test your faith. You don't want to find out the judgment seat that you piled up teachers to tickle your ears when you needed the Word of God to challenge you. All right, let me go to this verse here. Carl says it's 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's go there right now. The Bible says each one's work, 3.13, will become clear for the day, the day will declare it. When the Bible refers to the day, it's referring to the day of judgment. The day in which you will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ who has eyes, the flame of fire, who will test the quality of each man's work not by looking at how many likes you had on Facebook or how many people you had in your church or how many dollars you gave to your favorite mission project. He's going to look at the motivation of the heart. He's looking at the why, looking at the degree of faith and sacrifice and obedience. He's looking at the trust factor. He's looking to see the heart. The eyes are searching the motives. The motives are in the heart. Works, yes, motive determines rewards. They go together. No works, wicked and lazy servant. That's Jesus. No works. Just just give me back what I gave you and nothing else? Wicked and slothful. But look at this. It says here, it will be revealed by fire. Each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort of quality it is. If anyone's work, which he is built on it, endures, he will receive a reward. Woo! If anyone's work is burned, here's your hope for those of you that are shook up by what I'm preaching and what that other preacher's saying. For anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? That's like Paul said. Don't you get this revelation yet? Test yourselves. The Holy Ghost, Jesus, is on the inside of you, his walking temple. All right, now stop. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, So I want you to imagine, you've got this, um, everyone builds with their own building materials. Um, And look at this, it says in verse 12, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold and silver and precious stones, wood, hay, and straw, each one's work's gonna get tested by the fire of a purification of accountability, But what you did while you were in this mortal body, the flight deck recorder, like on every plane, that that flight deck recorder tells us what happened, what were the pilots saying, what was going on in the cockpit? Probably freak you out if you ever had to listen to those tapes after a crash. But your conscience is your flight deck recorder. And God's going to push that button and you're going to hear your own thoughts amplified. Here's what you were thinking. You can't lie. You can't cover it up. You can't say, it wasn't me. And then you're rewarded. But here's a promise. If anyone's work is burned, he'll suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet as through fire. That means that uh, the fear of the Lord... Tells me that I want the gold, the silver, the precious. stone. the fire's going to test. It. Then what's left is, imagine you got a big bundle of stuff. A lot of wood, hay stubble, gold, gems, diamonds. Ooh, the fire comes in and reduces it down to. It's like panning for gold. Here's what's left. But what's left is great for your reward. I want to do something for all of you now. You need to hear the word of the Lord. Don't be afraid. But test yourself for these are the last days. I want you to go to LanceWaller.com forward slash open door. Why? Because I'm going to be blessing you with pure edification. I give you the fear of the Lord in my teaching. Then I give you pure encouragement with everything else. I got Mount Zion mantle and I also have, you are authorized. Got it somewhere here. It's a a tape series that is designed uh, to mobilize and motivate you. Mount Zion Mantle, and you are authorized. My gift to you, I'm going to give it to you. All you've got to do is, uh, here it is right here. All you got to do is go to lancewiller.com forward slash open door, and I'm going to send it to you for your gift of any amount, because we're friends, and I'm with you. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends, because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.